Hey, Hound Dogs. I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. And you're on the air with Power Squared. This week we're going to talk about horror games, in particular Resident Evil. Yes. Uh, Resident Evil has been around for how long? Uh, over 20 years. Okay, and what got you interested in playing the game? Because obviously you're the gamer of the two of us. Right. Uh, well... I guess I had always been kind of interested in the series because it was popular, but what got me interested, my real jumping on point was uh, Resident Evil 7, Okay. Biohazard, because uh, it looked it looked interesting, and I played the uh, original demo that was uh, publicly available, like you didn't need a VR headset for it, and uh, it was uh, it got me more curious, and what kind of helped was it was written in a way that you didn't need to have played the other games. Okay, all right. So why don't you? Uh, what is Resident Evil? Is it is there a central story that it's about, or is it just a lot of different? Yes. Okay, so tell us. The... Okay, well, it uh, starts the in the original Resident Evil. Uh, the uh, they have to investigate a uh, mansion. Okay, who has to investigate a mansion? Uh, actually, put this down. <laughs> uh, uh, there was a there was a string of bizarre murders in Raccoon City, and stars have to are assigned to investigate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bravo team. Uh, contact with Bravo team is lost, so Alpha team investigates their disappearance. Uh, however, they find that they were killed by zombies. Okay. Uh, so, the surviving members of S.T.A.R.S. Uh, take refuge in the nearby Spencer Mansion. Okay. Uh, and as they investigate the mansion, they discover the uh, connection between the research that was going on there and the uh, zombie outbreak in Raccoon City. Okay. And STARS is, a, I assume, some sort of sheriff kind of thing, police sort of? Uh, yeah, the Special Tactics and Rescue Service. Okay. <laughs> so you can't start All right. So, um, and this has been going on for 20 years? Uh, over 20 years, yeah. Okay. So, um, I, you, you, you jumped in on... And, Game seven, yes, <laughs> and then you've gone back now and play, have you played them all? No, I have not. Oh, uh, well, I was originally <coughs> yeah ninety six, so over twenty years. Uh, I was originally going to play all of them for. Uh, so I could have a Resident Evil month on Trophy Unlocked because I did that with Silent Hill mm-hmm. previous year. Uh, however, as I was doing that, uh, this happened. Right. Uh, gave gave your thumb for the blog. It's nice. You just suffer for your art, I guess. Uh, uh, RSI is a serious issue. Uh, sure it is. Uh, so I wasn't able to make it all the way but I wanted to be uh, I wanted to stay topical because of Resident Evil 4 remake mm-hmm. so I at least got that far okay. for the blog this year okay, and that's so October of this year is Resident Evil month yeah as well as horror month yes on the on trophy unlocked yeah okay so sure. uh, what happened was a couple years ago I two or three years ago I realized we should actually have horror games go up in October as well. Right. So I had done uh, Evil Within, Evil Within 2, and uh, at least Evil Within, Evil Within 2, plus the DLCs, and uh, Call of Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I decided, oh yeah, and Silent Hill 2. So then I decided I should play the rest of the Silent Hill series because I was hooked after Silent Hill 2, and I was an idiot who paid uh, peak COVID prices for a couple of the games. Mm-hmm. COVID uh, retro market uh, price. Everybody was home for a while. Right? Yeah, so the numbers went up on old games. Uh, I still want that bubble to pop. 
Uh, but anyway, so I played all the main Silent Hill games. Okay. Uh, it helped that the uh, some of them were actually really cheap. Okay. Um, yeah, I got a good deal on one of them. So then I went and uh, decided, I decided uh, because of Silent Hill's kind of relation to Resident Evil, uh, and that there are two, uh, two, the two biggest uh, survival horror franchises, uh, I should actually play more Resident Evil beyond uh, 7 and Village. Uh, so I made sure that I had this one up. Made sure that I got all of them uh, physically. Mm -hmm. However, I like I said, I didn't get around to all of them, but mm -hmm. it was still it's still a very interesting experience. I because there are a ton of Resident Evil uh, media, including. Mm -hmm. A lot more games than what's in that stack and uh a lot of movies that are kind of in name only <laughs> and uh comics i decided to limit myself to uh what were considered what the resident evil wiki considered the main entries okay so in this game are you are you the same are you the same protagonist and fighting the same antagonist or is it different Situation. You're not well, going back to the same mansion, are you, and fighting mm, the same zombies? No. Okay. Uh, it kind of evolves as the story goes on, and you play as multiple protagonists. Mm -hmm. uh, so in uh, Resident Evil, for example, in Resident Evil 1, you play as uh, Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine. Mm -hmm. uh, in Resident Evil 2, you play as uh, Leon S. Kennedy and... Claire Redfield. Okay. Uh, Resident Evil 3, uh, Jill uh, comes back, and that's actually a plot point. Uh, and then you also play as. Uh, I forgot his last name. Carlos Oliveira. Okay. And uh, then, uh, I wasn't trying to make you come up with every character, right. but you get the idea. <laughs> yeah, are you playing in the same place, or does it, you know, have a spread? And so, Resident Evil One, Two, and Three uh, involve Raccoon City. Okay. Uh, Resident Evil One is in the Spencer Mansion. Resident Evil Two and Three actually take place at the same time. Okay. Uh, but in Resident Evil Two. Uh, Resident Evil 2, you do explore some of Raccoon City, but it's mostly in a police station okay. that is mansion-like. <laughs> okay. Although in Remake, they made it resemble a police station even harder uh -huh. uh, while still keeping the mansion-like elements. Uh, the explanation is that it was a former art museum. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. well because Raccoon City has gone through a lot of changes. So. <laughs> uh, then Resident Evil 3... Uh, takes place uh, kind of sandwiches Resident Evil 2. Now is Raccoon City supposed to be just sort of a mid-western town or is it supposed to be a major city or what? Not 100% okay. on that. Alright, I'm uh, just curious. You know, is it it's a small city. Small city, okay. From my so understanding. Uh, they don't have an NFL team. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm um, so and uh, as the series goes on, it also uh, it also involves uh, um, the Umbrella Corporation, or Umbrella Pharmaceuticals. Mm. Uh, it's a pharmaceutical company, and it's kind of implied that they accidentally created the zombie outbreak. Uh, but then, uh, as the series goes on, the idea of the zombie outbreak gets more weaponized. Okay. And so it moves out of Raccoon City at some point? Yeah, Resident Evil. Uh, Resident Evil Zero is a prequel that uh, takes place on a. It takes place on a train at first, but then it takes place uh, in a location around Raccoon City. Okay. Uh, but then Resident Code Veronica X, or Code Veronica, is on an island mostly, 
Uh, and Resident Evil 4 takes place in Spain. Okay. So, a little international flavor there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but of the ones I played, Resident Evil 7 is in Louisiana Swampland, and then, uh, Resident Evil Village is in, I think it's supposed to be, like, Romania or something. How did some basically vaguely European because, because this whatever's causing this is spread worldwide is that the idea uh, it's also yes and no okay uh, that's kind of the answer uh, there are different strains of the virus in different in each game like uh, for example Resident Evil 1 it's the T virus and Resident Evil 2 it's the G virus okay so it's sort of like is it these are separate viruses that cause the same thing, or these strains of it, like COVID had different strains? Uh, they are uh, both diff they are different, mostly different strains. Okay. Right. In uh, Resident Evil 4, it's caused by a parasite, uh, Las Plagas. Okay. The fleas? Yeah. I think it's what plagas means. Uh, yeah, it's... So that was a completely different, uh, yeah, that was a different so, thing. So, so it's it a different take on what causes it? Resident Evil 4, yes. Okay. All right. So do you want us to walk us through the games you've played? Sure. So <clears throat> basically for the sake of, uh, I will say I've already reviewed 7 and 8, but I plan to go back to them for next year. Okay. Uh, because of DLC for 8. Uh, so I didn't play these games that I'm showing on screen here. Uh, so I guess for next year I plan to talk about uh, 5, Revelations 1, 6, Revelations 2, and then 7 in Village, or okay. 8. All right. uh, this year I talked about uh, these. So that will be uh, 1, 2, 3, Co-Veronica, 0, 4, and 4 Remake. Okay. So for two and three, for simplicity, I went with uh, two remake and three remake. Okay. So when they when they remake a game, do they in change the story, or do they just enhance it, or? Uh, there are. So there are some story changes because uh, they are trying to make it more. Uh, they're trying to make the timeline more consistent, uh, and there's also a more serious tone in the remakes. So Resident Evil, I guess I'll just start Resident Evil One, which is this part okay. of the cover. This one on the cover. Uh, that one was the most interesting to go back to, or I guess go back in time, so. <laughs> uh, because that's where everything started. It's a very, it's one of the most iconic games of the series. Uh, it was actually a turning point for zombie fiction in general because it inspired stuff like 28 Days Later and The Walking Dead. Okay. Inspired Slash had influence with. Right. Uh, and, Made uh, zombies cool again. <laughs> sort of. It went, uh, after that, zombies went from being 100% supernatural to also being a scientific phenomenon because of the virus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Admittedly, with Resident Evil, uh, Resident Evil One, uh, admittedly, I used a guide a lot of the time mm -hmm. because uh, there was like zero handholding because of when it was made. Okay. Uh, and you can kind of. Uh, the funny thing is, that's this one was already. Uh, this is an HD version of the uh, 2002 remake. Okay. Of the original PS One game. Like we're hiding that. <laughs> blurry on us sir this camera will get into focus anyway I'm not gonna let this stop you hey now we're in focus uh so but you can really see where the anyway uh it's the classic formula where it has pre it was uh it was originally uh pre-rendered backgrounds this one is still three this one is 3d but replicates the pre-rendered backgrounds uh, fixed camera angles and uh, tank controls, although this has the option for modern controls, which I preferred. Tank controls? Yeah, tank controls, moving like a tank. Okay. So you have to, uh, you can't 
uh, turn and like your the locomotion is weird to me with tank controls so you have to turn before you can move forward okay you can kind of do both at the same time but then you'd have a very wide turn radius okay yeah and so are you driving a tank in the game no okay but tank tank controls are the term for that style of movement okay so as a character you can only do certain things as a a tank controls your movement is more limited and you also have to hold down a button to run which okay. is more annoying for yeah. me especially with uh, yes uh anyway i thought the uh as i basically played resident evil one remake <laughs> uh i thought the story was uh actually pretty good uh i liked the i liked that voice acting compared to what clips i saw of the original voice acting which was i'll just say terrible because uh, they re so they redo the whole they yeah the voice acting too that's good uh but then uh for resident evil one remake uh the creator of the series uh i've heard it pronounced Shinji mikami okay uh he wanted to uh kind of make it closer to his original vision uh which included an expanded storyline and uh a new enemy type to throw uh, veteran players who were used to the original off. Uh, what's interesting also about the original Resident Evil is that zombies can potentially come back as uh, crimson heads, and the only way to prevent that is to burn the body. Okay. Uh, so you have to go through that extra step, which makes you uh, consider whether or not you actually want to kill the zombie. Uh, so... That also kind of teaches you something for the rest of the series, which is uh, it's perfectly okay to run past enemies so, because ammunition is limited and your supplies are limited. You can't kill them all. Yeah. What is a crimson head? It's something exclusive to the original Resident Evil. Basically, uh, zombie comes back stronger and it's red. <laughs> okay. So, like, crimson. So, are these zombies, like the typical zombie from the past where they try to eat your brain or they just kill you or what's the what's their goal uh in uh resident evil zombies are generally more uh they just kill you okay right. i guess a little more mindless in a sense okay uh, they play with that as the series goes on but are there smarter zombies or uh in uh yeah, well there are zombies and there are uh also uh, more powerful bio organic weapons or bows uh the original resident evil starts that trend with the tyrant zombie okay uh or the tyrant which is uh basically like this uh super powerful being okay uh, in terms of physical strength and uh, durability. Cool. And uh, I guess the goal of, sort of the goal, one goal of the zombification or creation of the T-virus was to create something like that. Okay. However, that accidentally ended up going into Raccoon City. All right. Something like that, if I recall correctly. Okay. <coughs> uh... But yeah, I had to. I ended up using a guide because because it doesn't hold your hand, and I felt like I had a limited amount of time to play through each game. Right. But I still uh, actually played both storylines to get the full picture. And uh, Jill and Chris actually uh, play a little differently uh, because they have a different uh, they have a different uh, special item and uh, different stats and number of safe slots. Right. Or item slots, right. I should say. Right. Your inventory is usually limited in the games. All right. Uh, is that just because in general things are limited? Uh, I think or that's also to uh, challenge the player. Okay. It's, it's like, you can carry this uh, key. Uh, you can carry this key, but you have to uh, let this uh, healing item go or something like I that. I see. And... Uh, so you have item boxes where you can store things, and usually uh, whatever you put into one item box, you can grab out of another box. Oh, sort of it like depends on that. <laughs> it depends on the game, though. Yeah. Uh, some sometimes uh, whatever is in the box stays in the box, and mm. you have to go back to that box. I see. Okay. Uh, 
and you also in the early games you also have to save at a typewriter with an ink ribbon okay so you can only save as many times as you have ink ribbons now does that throw people that don't know what a typewriter is <laughs> i'm uh, kidding since people don't use them anymore well even uh even seven and eight use something Type like the typewriter I'm just make trying to make a light of uh this right technology has <clears throat> changed um, okay, so you played one, and then you played... And, uh, I like, I, despite what I thought were some rough edges from age, I liked it. Okay. So then, uh, looking at, seeing we're already at 20 minutes. So, Resident Evil 2 Remake, uh, is a updated version of Resident Evil 2. Uh, oh, it's a gun It has two storylines. Okay. I played both, and I played both of them to get a true ending. Uh, and that's a more modernized version of Resident Evil 2, uh, complete with an uh, overhauled environment, so it's full 3D, uh, higher graphical fidelity, uh, like I said, uh, more serious writing. Uh, that's also consistent. This all starts uh, with Capcom making the timeline more consistent as opposed to some jumbled, like, uh, people trying to piece it together, sort okay. of thing. Okay. Uh, and uh, there are some, I, from what I remember, there were some legitimate uh, complaints that one could say about Resident Evil 2 Remake, but overall I thought it was uh, really good. Uh, was the, the gameplay is uh, very... Uh, easy to grasp. It explains things when it needs to. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't hold your hand too much, although it was uh, very. It was a lot easier for me to figure out exactly where to go and remember. Like, wait, this goes with this. Uh, although, admittedly, for a very important puzzle, I was just like really stupid for some reason. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was really fun, and the way they handled the uh, way they handled Mister X was uh, legitimately terrifying. <laughs> okay. Uh, was Mister X? Mister X is a colloquial name, but that's a uh, at some point during the story, there's this uh, pretty much invincible enemy that comes after you. Okay, is that Mister X? Uh, yeah. And uh, he can kind of show up wherever he wants. And uh, your only choices are to either knock him out for a bit or just run away. <laughs> uh, fortunately, there are some places where he can't go uh, because otherwise it would be impossible. <laughs> okay. And uh, do, do these zombies have a, you know, Achilles heel? Like the you know the the witch wicked witch to the west couldn't get water on her that kind of right. stuff is there anything like that that would uh, you just shoot him okay <laughs> uh, headshots usually work better right uh, if you explode with the head they can't come back okay just, uh, just asking the question well starting for Resident Evil two you don't have to burn the zombies you can just kill, kill them. them okay and they'll usually drop uh, something helpful but. Uh, Alright, so... And, uh, Resident Evil 2 also has a wider enemy variety. Uh, the environments and puzzles are more were easier for me to deal with. Okay. Uh, when you say puzzles, is that so you can get to another level or something? Or so, in Resident Evil games, you typically have to do puzzles to progress throughout whatever environment you're in. And it's usually some variant of, you have to grab... Uh, multiple pieces of this item and then you have to combine them and put them into a slot. Okay. Or uh, you have to do this one thing to get this piece so you can you can put it together with this piece and do this thing. Okay. So like key puzzles. Alright. Uh, have you never played? Right. Trying to ask questions about somebody who has never played might go, hey, what is that? <laughs> <coughs> Paul is coming off of a sick, sick bed, so we appreciate yeah. that. So, all right, this was really good. Uh, I'm trying to 
not let this go on too long. That's fine. Uh, we have Evil. all night. Okay. Uh, Resident <laughs> Evil 3 remake uh, is a more contentious remake, and I could kind of see it, but having not played the original, I still enjoyed Resident Evil 3, or 3 make. Okay, 3 make, that's cute. Uh, so, the storyline uh, continues from the original Resident Evil in a meaningful way. And uh, instead of Mr. X, you deal with the iconic uh, nemesis <coughs> who operates uh, similarly, although in 3 make, he's more, his appearances are more scripted than the original from my own understanding. Okay. Uh, and Resident Evil 3, 3 make has almost no puzzles compared to the original, uh, which, uh, considering its brevity, I was totally fine with. Uh, and even funny thing is even with all the changes it's still about as long as the original right. <laughs> just like four to six hours depending on how you how fast you are okay uh but uh nemesis is uh is basically it is a uh bioweapon is a bow that was created specifically to take out whoever survived the mansion incident from the first game okay so he is, he wants Jill dead, <laughs> and uh, that's one reason uh, Nemesis can also be terrifying is because it, when he shows up, not maybe not to the same level as Mr. X, but he's like Mr. X in that he can't be killed until like he until the end. Okay. Uh, and uh, I liked, even if there were some some uh understandable issues uh i liked what they did with it uh from again having not played the original uh carlos was a good character uh since he is uh actually related to um works for umbrella there's a <coughs> excuse me uh he and jill have to build like uh, have to trust one another uh, he's more willing to trust Jill, but Jill has to come around to trusting him. Trusting him, as Carlos is just doing his job, and he has no idea about all the uh, experimentation going on behind the scenes. And uh, there's this, uh, what I thought was a powerful moment narratively, where he realizes uh, how much uh, Jill is actually trusting him, despite their differences. All right. And uh, they they team up in a meaningful way okay uh to take down nemesis and uh part of the storyline is uh they're going to uh bomb they're going to launch missile into the city to get rid of the zombies uh, -huh. uh so carlos we, want uh, carlos and Joel want to stop that right because we all know that won't really work well so they'll they and any other living surviving in a sense, we'll die. Yes. Uh, but, uh, <coughs> it's a little hard to remember whatever I didn't like about any of the games on the spot. All right, sorry. Because uh, I'm just trying to get through these because there's a lot. Right. Uh, anyway, so, some rough edges, but I, some rough, uh, roughness to it, but I still generally enjoyed three make. Okay. And, uh, so after that was, uh, I believe, was uh, Code Veronica. Okay. Uh, Code Veronica is, uh, I'm just going to say it, I hated it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and why did you hate it? Okay. Because uh, its its design is, like, too archaic for its own good. Okay. Uh, whereas I basically played uh, updated... Either it was either I played remakes or updated HD versions that uh, modernized the controls to the point where modernized things enough that I was actually more comfortable playing it. Code Veronica, uh, it has those uh, class. Uh, I was expecting a jarring shift to back to the classic formula because uh -huh. I would have to also play the classic formula for zero. Right. But with Code Veronica, uh, the I had to, it was 
tank controls or nothing. I adjusted to it, but I didn't like it. Right. Uh, because I personally don't like tank controls, and I know that's uh, blasphemous for some people. But uh, I just really didn't enjoy having to deal with that. Uh, but that was the least of its problems. Okay. Uh, it's, the writing is also just bad. Okay. Uh, it gets like, at some point, it just goes like full anime. <laughs> uh, but not in a fun way. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, just over the top for this, but in a way that didn't fit. Right. And, uh,. There are points in the game where you can soft lock yourself. Uh, like, so like if you didn't do, if you didn't prepare for this event, you basically can't win. Okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> All right. Like you have stopped yourself from beating the game, and you'll have to start over from an earlier save. Or if you're like me and you overwrite every save, you'll have to start over. Oh. Uh. Fortunately, I played with a guide okay. uh, because of all the terrible design choices they made. And uh, it was actually recommended by other Resident Evil fans to play with a guide. And I would highly recommend anyone else playing it to play with a guide because you'll have to know when to prepare for these. Oh, yeah, and the character changes uh, are in the same campaign like Resident Evil 3, but it's done in a way that it kind of comes out of nowhere. And. Uh, uh, anything that uh, Claire has on her, uh, Chris does not. Okay. Uh, unless you put it in a item box beforehand. So because like if uh, Jill, if uh, Chris needs something, but Jill had it physically on her before the first character change, you are you have no access to it until you go back to Jill. Oh, okay. Wow. And uh, like you, there's one point where you switch back to Chris. You switch. So back to Jill, and then something happens, and you switch back to Chris, and oh, you're sw- you switch back to Chris, and now you're in the middle of a boss fight with whatever you had on you, <laughs> or oh, you didn't put the uh, fire extinguisher back in an item box so it could be refilled. Uh, you can't you can't access the magnum. <laughs> you didn't need the magnum, but it would be nice, right, to have it. <coughs> Excuse me, uh, and it's. It was just bad. Okay. Thoroughly. And there was this uh, false... uh, There was this false idea that keeps floating around that it was the real Resident Evil 3, but that was entirely based on a misunderstanding of what was actually said about its development. Uh, In reality, Resident Evil 3 was always Resident Evil 3, and Code Veronica was created uh, because they didn't make a promised, I think, Saturn port for Resident Evil 2. So for the Dreamcast, they made Code Veronica to make up for that. Okay. So Code Veronica was always meant to be a separate Code Veronica. Uh, the only reason it's a mainline game really is because it continues uh, something that it continues uh, from a from Resident Evil 2's uh, storyline with uh, Claire trying to find Chris, and they finally reunite, and then another character uh, returns. Okay, so you, even though it's bad, you still have to play it, you're saying? Uh, yeah, and that, that Code Veronica could really benefit from a remake that just fixes everything about it. And maybe they will. The, the only good thing about Code Veronica was some of the music. Okay. Which the, is... Original music for the game? Yeah. Okay. All, the Resident Evil games typically have good music, and Code Veronica also has some good music, and that's... But that's not enough to make it like good. I have I have absolutely no idea why people love it to death so much. Okay. And uh, fortunately, I'm not the only person who feels that way. All right. Uh, so then there's Resident Evil Zero or Zero HD, uh, which is the classic formula, but still, but uh, done way better than Code Veronica. Okay. Uh, that also introduces the uh, partner system that is uh, somewhat present in later games okay. or played with in later games. Uh, so <clears throat> I 
I don't know if it's because I played it right after Code Veronica, but I ended up really enjoying Resident Evil Zero because okay. uh, the writing was uh, there was some silliness like in uh, the classic games, but uh, it was still and as a prequel I can understand if people don't like how it handled some things, but overall I, I liked the writing for the most part uh, the relationship between uh, Rebecca and Billy, if I'm getting the names right, uh, is a way better version of a relationship between uh, Claire and Steve in uh, Code Veronica, mm -hmm. uh, where it's uh, <clears throat> somewhat where you have to work with a prisoner, or in this case, an escaped. Uh, fella. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that relationship was handled way better. Uh, the gameplay, uh, what's unique about Zero, what was unique about Zero is that there are no item boxes, so you have to leave everything on the floor, and you have to retrieve it off the floor in the same place where you left it. Okay. Uh, so it's a very different item management system. Uh, it was a little, uh, <coughs> there was some backtracking involved partly because of that and also the uh, gameplay and puzzle system puzzle oh. design but uh, is it kind of a prequel to the whole thing yeah it's uh, hence the zero <laughs> yeah it's a prequel to the original Resident Evil but it's but I played everything in release order because it's one of those things where it uh, even though it takes place chronologically first it relies on your knowledge of what happens later to get the full gravity of what's going on. I see. Uh, with the writing, there was something, there was a bit of silly element was, it's these, uh, I forget what they were called right now, but uh, basically these organisms controlled by opera singing, <laughs> which is uh, odd, but still more believable than Code Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, I admittedly did look up something to look up stuff to help me get through uh, zero, partly to figure out when's the right time to drop these things or what should I have for this. But uh, overall, I got through it fairly well. Okay. Uh, and I still ended up liking it. Good. So then, what I did for Resident Evil. Four was I didn't just play Resident Evil 4. You? Uh, I decided to go all out with uh, exploring it, or its history. Okay. So I played Resident Evil, for Resident Evil 4, the original. This is the uh, PS2, HD PS2 version, PS4 version. Okay. Yeah. yeah there yeah. was a PS2 version, though. I'm sure. I also have. Uh, but anyway, I played the PS4 version. I also played Remake. Okay. But I also played the original Devil May Cry and Haunting Ground. Okay. In Japan, the Japanese version of Haunting Ground. And why, how does this fit in? So, Resident Evil 4 uh, was actually multiple version, multiple projects uh, because that had a rough development. So, uh, the original intention for Resident Evil 4 is directed by, uh, which would have had uh, Hideki Kamiya directing it, uh, became Double May Cry. Okay. And spawned a whole franchise. Yeah. Because the uh, ideas for it were interesting, but were considered a little too, were considered too far removed from what would be considered Resident Evil. So Shinji Mikami, who came back to direct Resident Evil 4, uh, had Kamiya spin that off into its own IP. And it's been very successful on its own. Yes. Yes. Uh, then there were three other versions. Uh, Did you play a game that was in the original Japanese? Yeah. So it was Haunting Ground. Okay. Uh, there were like three or four other versions. There are multiple versions of Resident Evil 4 after what became Devil May Cry. The castle version, uh, the was had elements that made its way into Haunting Ground, or Demento in Japanese, 
because the scenario writer, which is in Japan what they call person who writes the story, uh-huh. uh, the scenario writer, from my understanding, donated his uh, draft to the team that was go- that would make Haunting Ground. Uh, and then there were uh, other versions of Resident Evil 4 that were scrapped until they landed on what became this version which is for people listening is what uh what became Resident Evil 4 okay uh so I've actually uh played all of the Double May excuse me all the Double May Cry games before Mm -hmm. however it was interesting playing the original Double May Cry in the context of Resident Evil because then because I did that, I could uh, more easily see the Resident Evil influence uh, in its uh, game design as well as its uh, aesthetic <coughs> and some of its systems. Mm-hmm. Although it interestingly did away with what were at the time considered archaic tank controls, and instead you, it's the more it's more modern controls where I hit a direction and the character goes in that direction. And it proved you could do that even with a uh, fixed camera angle. Okay. Uh, although I think I call, I personally called it a dynamic fixed camera because even though it has fixed camera angles, there are points where it follows you uh, in a way where it fall it. There are points where it follows you instead of just being completely fixed mm-hmm. or completely static. And. Uh, the original Double May Cry is rough looking back uh, because it's more of a skeleton for what came later Mm -hmm. Uh, and some of the uh, systems that would become that would be uh, refined in later entries uh, are a little more are a little more awkward like how you switch weapons or uh, it has a more archaic version of the style change from Devil May Cry 3 onward Uh, but <clears throat> but overall, uh, it was still fun, and I still liked the game. Uh, with the writing, I actually, admittedly, I paid attention to the plot more. That actually happens, because it has happened to me where I play played a game when I was younger, but I maybe half paid attention to the story, and then uh, revisit it later. I see a lot more in it. <coughs> yeah. Uh, I pay attention to the plot more, and even though it was more minimal compared to later games, uh, it was still, uh, and it was kind of cheesy, it was still uh, consistently written. Okay. And uh, was, and they realized what they had to write around with later games. Okay, so are, so, <coughs> so those are all the games you've played? Uh, I think so. Then with Haunting Ground, I don't have a physical copy because I'm, even though I was dumb enough to buy Silent Hill 3 physically, I was not dumb enough to pay over twice that for Haunting Ground. Okay. Uh, Haunting Ground, uh, I guess I'll just make it quick, but uh, it has a, because of uh, its relation to Resident Evil, I could actually see it a little bit, although uh, it uh, used uh, survival horror in a much different way. Uh, emphasize the survive part because you can barely do anything against uh, people who are chasing you. Right. And uh, Haunting Ground has more of a psychosexual narrative and how it plays with uh, sexuality and voyeurism and also the relationship between the player as an observer and the player as a participant. Uh, and it blurs that line uh, in a way that makes that makes it uh, one of the more what made it a more legitimately terrifying experience. Okay. Uh, a lot of horror games haven't really been like scary for me but that one actually did it really well uh, and I would highly recommend Haunting Ground if you can now you, did Japanese. you play a digital ground, a digital version of it? Yeah, I played it off of the. I bought it from the Japanese PlayStation Store. Uh huh. 
uh, because I still could and because it was closer to like 10 bucks okay. instead of like hundreds. Okay. Uh, so then I played. So I'm not going in order of what I played the right. Resident Evil 4 stuff. Anyway, then with Resident Evil 4, uh, this is uh, considered one of the best games ever made. Okay. Generally. Uh, after playing it in full for the first time for myself, uh, I could actually see how it earned that reputation. Uh, it has some of... It's uh, sillier than uh, like the remake timeline. But uh, still well written, uh, has uh, one of the most iconic plots of the series. Probably the most famous plot because of how uh, well it, how well it sold. Uh, and I, I, there are some aspects of the writing that didn't age 100% well but I still mostly enjoyed the writing and I enjoyed the atmosphere and uh, although I didn't like how the control, how it was still kind of tank controls just from a different perspective mm -hmm. uh, I still and the sw weapon switching was more awkward because you had to go into the inventory every time uh, I still ended up mostly enjoying the gameplay mm -hmm. uh, what was interesting about one thing that's interesting about that is the inventory is instead of slots, it's in an attache case. Uh, so you have to play inventory Tetris with whatever slots you have, and you have to upgrade your case to okay. get more uh, spaces so. to work with. Uh, has a lot of lot very memorable music, very memorable and iconic characters. Uh, the merchant is a very iconic side character. Okay. Uh, <coughs> as he's the one who uh, you can buy and sell stuff. Oh yeah, it also has a, actually has an economy, an in-game economy, unlike the previous games. Okay. Uh, and it's there are some cool stuff you can do in the game, right. and uh, it also has extra the an extra it also unlocks extra stuff like a mercenaries mode, which is like an arcade style experience uh you, the separate ways campaign which takes place from uh ada wong's perspective who was a character from uh resident evil 2 came back from resident evil 4 uh as did leon s kennedy okay uh it's that it's uh fills in gaps in the story by showing it from her perspective and then uh also hints at what is uh, kind of hints at what's to come or hints that there's there will be more right uh but there then there's also the assignment ada uh game which is uh okay i guess right uh the only reason you would play it is to unlock a weapon for one of the other campaigns so this is sort of a side game yeah okay. uh but resident evil 4 is really good has really good replay value really strong replay value and uh it's easy to see why it became as beloved as it is okay so and the last thing i was dealing with was a uh, resident evil 4 remake mm -hmm. uh and that's because i came out this year that's why for the trophy unlocked reviews which have everything i was talking about but in way more detail yeah uh stopped there or cut it off there uh, so Resident Evil 4 remake uh, takes Resident Evil 4 but shows that you can have that same iconic story but with a more uh, grounded and serious uh, tone uh, I like that what Resident Evil 4 did was it took it was it's largely faithful to the original uh but it does its own, it uh, takes its own liberties, but in a way that I thought actually uh, fleshed out the gameplay and story meaningfully. Mm -hmm. uh, like, <coughs> Luis, uh, Ramon Salazar, and uh, 
Ashley Graham become more uh, fleshed out and uh, more fleshed out characters and more well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Ashley actually goes through more of a character arc where she learns to trust Leon despite being in this uh, scary situation uh, and actually helps Leon out at some point. Uh, Luis has a more flushed out personality and uh, is more important to the story. Uh, and even the enemies, like again, Ron Salazar being one of them, have more fleshed out backstories mm-hmm. uh, that make them, I think, better versions of the original characters. And the gameplay is modernized and updated in uh, meaningful ways. Uh, there were still some uh, some blemishes, like with the original Resident Evil 4, but uh, I ended up... And if you were to ask me which one was better than the other, I would say uh, Resident Evil 4 does... I personally think Resident Evil 4 improve, remake improved on the original in almost every conceivable way. However, uh, it's perfectly understandable to prefer the original Resident Evil 4 because they're both really good experiences in their own right. So I would more say they're they're both really good experiences, just different uh, takes on the same thing. Okay. And so all these games that you've talked about today are going to appear this month on Trophy Unlocked? Yes. And we're also mixing in a few horror films as well. Yes. Uh, that also includes uh, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, which I decided for the sake of my sanity was going to be the only Resident Evil movie I would watch. Okay. Uh, because there were the Paulus Anderson movies that were in name only and had their own storyline that uh, didn't really do the game's proper justice. Right. Uh, Welcome to Raccoon City. Uh <coughs> is on paper more faithful to Resident Evil 1 and 2. I thought it fumbled that mission, uh-huh. but I, it was still an admirable goal. Uh, uh, I played that after 1 and 2, so I could more easily compare. Right. Uh, for Resident Evil 4 Remake, I'll also mention I play, also played the Separate Ways DLC, so kind of saving it for this month helped actually actually help that work out okay i uh since i kind of just finished separate the separate ways campaign which i think uh makes resident evil 4 remake a more complete experience uh i wasn't sure whether or not uh separate ways would be in the same review as resident evil 4 or part of it so i'll see how long so the separate ways stuff ends up being before I decide what to do. Okay. But either way, the Resident Evil 4 remake ended up being the longest review I have ever written. Okay. And so all that will appear this month. And yes. Trophy Unlocked, give us the... Trophyunlocked.blogspot.com All right. So is that it? That's about it. Uh, so I guess next year... We'll <laughs> Something to look forward to. Yeah, next year I'll be talking about the rest of the games that were in the pile. Alright. And maybe we'll talk about those next year as well. Alright. So until next time, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. And you've been on the air with Power Squared. (laughs) 